0: In the 21st century Welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Tax Moves, Glenn Burnbaum. Glenn is a CPA out of heinle Banwort in East Peoria, Illinois. And Glenn is on the podcast, again, to bring some more clarity to what's going on with this uh, PPP thing. But first, uh, this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Wheel, your premier ag tire and wheel provider in North America, helping people grow. Tractor Zoom, delivering insights, and the official work boot of Moving Iron Podcast is Dry Shod Boots. Glenn, how are you doing this morning, bud? Yeah, not too bad, Casey. Well, there has been some uh, new kind of revelations here about what's going on. And, and uh, back and forth uh, through the first phase of the whole pay tech, Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, as most people know it as. And at the time, they were kind of back and forth if... if farmers were going to be eligible for it and what it looked like and were they going to come for the different program for farmers and this that and the other thing but uh lo and behold here later late this week like thursday friday this week they rolled out the uh, kind of some guidelines on that farmers would be available for this so glenn i guess give us some uh feedback and some insights as to what you know about this uh new part of the program
1: yeah, glad to do it, Casey. And it is uh, Saturday, April 25th. We're recording this. Uh, but there was a lot of activity Friday, Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday late evening. Uh, so quite a bit of new guidance came out on this PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, this SBA loan where potentially if you do the right things, um, you can have you know this loan forgiven, which quite a bit of... Quite a big deal and so the reason why you know this is coming up again is you may remember april 3rd march uh, sorry friday april 3rd was the first day you could apply um, and it was friday april 10th was like for people who were self-employed who really didn't have a payroll and so now they're going to be opening up again here coming up on monday because they've got they got to increase funding so i believe it's going to be monday ten thirty a.m eastern it's going to be back where the lenders will be able to, you know, enter in uh, additional information into this SBA software system and start the process all over again. Um, they got another, I believe, another three hundred or so billion
0: dollars. Started out at three hundred forty-nine, so should be quite a bit of activity on Monday. Yeah. all right. So some of the stuff that I've heard and read and, and seen as far as this program goes is that it's. Strictly based off of what your taxable income is, correct? So if you are a sole proprietor or a single entity type um, business of some sort and your taxable income is zero or ten thousand bucks or something like that, it's based solely off that, correct? that's yeah
1: and that yep and that would be if you have no payroll right if you if you're not you know paying somebody wages or w-2 which you know a lot of farmers don't have payroll right so Mm -hmm. yeah your typical farmer um you know is just it's just going to really be based on that schedule f net profit um line 34 i believe um again that as you alluded to we we weren't even sure because they in some of the original guidance that came out um you know, earlier this week, actually, not that long ago, but earlier in the week, you know, they just talked about Schedule C, but uh, this information that came out Friday said, no, you know, now we know for sure Schedule F farmers can't apply, but unfortunately it's based on Schedule F profit, which in a lot of cases, particularly, and we've talked about this a fair amount over the last couple of years, if you've traded off equipment during the year, now you have to recognize that gain and that gain is not subject to self-employment tax. So it ends up going on a different schedule. And then what you try to do is depreciate that gain, you know, to get your income back level. And so you may, you know, very likely you could even have a loss on your Schedule F, let alone, you know, could be a small profit. So they they provided no rule or no unique carve out that says, let's try to consider, you know, this equipment gain. So none of that, it's just straight Schedule F. Hmm.
0: Okay. So the other side of this, I don't know how long this has been around, but I, I picked up on it late last week, and I, I don't really remember the name of it, but it was like Economic Injury something or another. Does that ring a bell with you? Economic Injury Disaster Loans, it, EIDL. No. We've not talked a bunch about
1: it. Um, it's a totally different program, um, but it is part of the SBA. But number one, the loans are not forgivable, okay. except for possibly a $10,000 uh grant it's called which is kind of a special thing but they're not forgivable you do actually log into the SBA system and that system is not I was on a couple webinars today with the SBA that system will not be up and running on Monday I'm not sure they're gonna be restarting that one if you've heard about this uh, maybe you have but for the listeners out there there was some issues not with the PPP program but with this EIDL and the interface that people's social security numbers were being left in the forms, like when somebody new came in. and So there's there's a fair amount of concern that your personal information, because you had to p- apply a lot more things, social security right. numbers, per, uh, personal financials and things. And so that EIDL may be a little, I'll put on the back burner. But yeah, it, the other thing is you have no idea how much of a loan you're gonna get. They, they use some sort of formula kind of based on your financials and based on your working capital, but you don't even, say, yeah, I'd like to request a hundred dollar loan. It's totally up to them. And there's been very little funded on that, um, that I know of. Hmm. It's really designed more for like a true, you know, disaster, like a hurricane or something. I believe, you know, not, not really a nationwide or global pandemic, but early on that, that program was getting a lot of the attention because, because the SBA knew they were doing webinars, they knew about that program. So they were, you know, we were doing web, we were listening to webinars that all they were talking about was that EIDL. Mm-hmm. The PPP was still, you know,
0: still being worked through. Okay, so let's talk about this from a from a financial perspective. So you still got the PPP deal, and you get uh, ten weeks worth of payroll that you get, and you have eight weeks to pay it back, right, and. They, they actually have created more, after they've given this money out, they've created more guidelines and more like, well, if this happens and you have to do this, and they've kind of really kind of screwed that down a little bit as to what you can and can't do. I mean, beforehand, it was just kind of a Wild West approach of, you know, here's here's your however many millions of dollars you're going to get and whatever else. And uh, <clears throat> and by the way, you know, just, just make sure you spend it all on, on this stuff here. And, you know, it's got to be spent on payroll, a little bit of rent a little bit of interest, those kind of things, but overwhelmingly, 75% of it's got to be spent under payroll. They've since changed yep. that a little bit, have they not?
1: Yeah. And we still we still do not have guidance on how this forgiveness works, You know, how, how do I make sure I spend the money properly? Is it based on accrual basis accounting, cash basis accounting? So we're waiting on that stuff, but what you're touching on has been really the biggest news item in the last couple of days is just the pure eligibility of this. Um, am i eligible and in particular focusing on public companies and you know it's come out i think that over 150 million dollars of loans were issued to public companies Um, shake shack is one Um, ruth chris steakhouse is one one that i didn't know about was auto auto nation i believe which is a large car dealership publicly traded car dealership. And, and so they kind of come out. This is one of the new uh, things that happened Friday morning is, you know, they, they came out with this new question that says, Hey, you know, do businesses owned by large companies with adequate sources of liquidity to support the businesses ongoing operations qualify for a PPP loan? So, and they're kind of saying, and you know, all, but, so it says large companies, but then the answer, it says all borrowers should review carefully, you know, this, what you're certifying. And so, Probably one of the, the most important takeaways here, you know, we're not providing tax or legal advice, but definitely, you know, consult with your attorney um, to make sure because the rules have changed or they've reinterpreted the rules um, because originally it was just hey, current economic uncertainty makes this loan request necessary to support the ongoing operations. That was kind of what you were signing off of. You know, do I have economic uncertainty? And then do I kind of need this loan? Is it necessary to support the ongoing operations? In other words, is it necessary or otherwise I'm going to lay off people, right? Right. So that was what you were certifying. Now they're saying, well, you should take into account, you know, the current business activity, which does that mean revenues or profits? And it says, you know, and there, and then the ability to access other sources of liquidity. So, um, And so they then they come right out and say, for example, It is unlikely that a public company with substantial market value will be able to make the required certification in good faith. So they've pretty much come out and said public companies, no
0: dice, and and you've got until May 7th to pay it back. So are they going to look at balance sheets? Have they lined that out? I mean, there's some private companies out there that are going to be pretty... Pretty yeah. liquid, you know. Yeah, you know. we just don't
1: know. I mean, there's no requirement for a balance sheet, unlike that EIDL, which we were right. just talking about. You know, you would have some angels. So, it's really got people, you know, rightfully a little bit spooked um, because they are kind of they're they're at least reinterpreting the rules um, after the fact. You know, again, we're going back to April third, right? You know, that's a long time ago. It's right. uh, April twenty fifth, right now. Yep. So. So I don't know, but you know, I guess they may come out with some additional guidance, but but it's up to you know what what we're understanding. Attorneys, you know, hey, consult with your attorney. You know, maybe you need to have a board of director meeting and you know really really make sure you the board, you know, whoever whoever is in the leadership role of the company can still be comfortable
0: with certifying this. Hmm. That's crazy that they've that if they've they've kind of hung this carrot out there that says you know here's the money go get it but be leery that we could come back and jerk it from you, and we don't know for sure we, uh, why we're going to do it or if we're going to do it. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yep. So,
1: yeah, that and, was the first bit of information, um, would have been Friday morning, that they, you know, they kind of put I put this new question out about re- kind of redefining eligibility.
0: Mm-hmm. So the webinars you attended today, anything there that left you feeling... Uneasy about what you heard, didn't hear, or did did you uh, you know you know left with more questions it, than you came with? It was, and this is
1: probably the third or fourth one. I, this is it's an Illinois for the whole state of Illinois, and the mm-hmm. same guy who does it each time. He's really pretty sharp, and there's a lot of questions asked. So the first one was more of a generic one, and then the second one, which I was most interested in, was specific to self employed people. It was it was you know supposed to be all about self employed. They didn't get into a bunch of details on it but they definitely kept saying you know hey there's going to be more guidance coming on the forgiveness um they didn't really talk much at all about the eligibility um, probably because you know we're not you know we're not dealing with you know big large you know companies as a general thumb so i think overall yeah no particular um i mean i felt felt okay about it feel like i know you know no, no major surprises the, you know they, but they're kind of hamstrung in, in the in the type of questions they can they can answer. They can yeah. really answer. Yeah, but but definitely there were people you know asking questions like, hey, I didn't make any money last year. Or, I just started up my business last year. And, you know, and and there's really he 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 really didn't say anything. And the other thing, which was a, which is an excellent question, is June thirtieth is really the cutoff of this. That the, at the end of the eight weeks stops at June thirtieth. And so, you know, if we go another week or two here, um, you know, somebody was like, well, what if I spend some money, you know, the first in the ninth week or sorry, in the eighth week. But, you know, it's first week of July. Right. Will that count? And, you know, he said, well, at this point, you know, that's not what the bill says or the law says. Obviously, they could extend that. But, you know, he, he can only say no. You know, that's that's what it is. The other thing somebody asked, you know, is, hey, if you're shut down right for the next few weeks or, you know do I get a grace period, right? Do, does my eight-week period start, you know, a month from now, let's say, right? That would maybe make a little more sense, right? Yeah. But, you know, again, his answer was, you know, and you know, it's the right answer technically, no. There's there's no provision to,
0: to push this loan off for a few weeks. So mm-hmm. that's crazy. There's bills they come out with, man. They just, I mean, it's just so, I mean, 199 egg the grain glitch thing, I mean, holy crap, that took 18 months to get that yeah. to where we still yeah. kind of don't know for sure, but it's yeah. sort of, That's, I mean, it's closer anyway, but it's, yeah. it's... Yep. So,
1: you know, the bill was passed, yeah, March 27th, you know, so it's April 25th, and... 30 days was supposed to be when the as long as they had to provide these this guidance or these regulations so that would be tomorrow april 26 technically yeah. so you know are we going to get the forgiveness guidance tomorrow or at least kind of first thing monday before the loans open up i would like to think so but i'm not betting on it because you know they finally, and I guess you know, this will be our next topic. Is they finally got around to really hammering home the specifics of how is your loan amount calculated? You know, very specifically going down each type of entity. Here's the line items on the tax return, and they
0: this just came out uh, late yesterday. Hmm. So, That's crazy. That's crazy. They put that much money out to to a bunch of people who are. Utterly concerned about the health of their business and whether or not they're going to be the to employ their people yeah. and have zero guidance behind yeah. what they're going to do with it, or they may have be completely using it wrong, and they're just not going yeah. to find out about it. And it's you know, it's I think it's gotten people <clears throat> spooked just from
1: articles I've read or different things. You know, that I mean, you know, I think there's business owners that are now saying, "Well, I guess maybe if I'm not super comfortable with this certification." Maybe I do need to pay the money back and then what they'll, pro- what they're, you know, what they're considering is then laying off people. Yeah. Right. Because so it's, it's a, it's kind of a catch 22. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So um, what they came out with and this, again, I alluded to in the intro, this is not a interim final rule. This is not a frequently asked questions document. It's a, I don't know, it's an other type of document, but it has, questions and answers in it. But and it's entirely we've talked a lot about this, you know, based on entity choice, right? Do you want to be an S Corp or a sole proprietor or a C Corp? And it kinda of goes through, you know, pretty specifically, hey, what line items on the tax return do you pick up? And how do you compute payroll costs, which you know, two and a half months of payroll cost? So finally we're getting the the clarity that we need, you know, basically three like three three weeks later. And so the biggest surprise in in it, which isn't a, isn't you know massive, but it it shows some inconsistencies. Is how do I how do I claim this if I'm a partnership? And they came out with guidance last week that said, okay, well, you don't if you don't pay your owners, which you should not pay your owners a wage, then you don't really have payroll. You have limited payroll. Well, they said you can count like a guaranteed payment to a to a partner. So hmm. and the partnership can file it the partner doesn't have to file it so kind of made sense well in this guidance they get rather specific which they should about you know what box on the K1 you should use and you should subtract off certain things and then they talk about taking this box which is basically box 14 taking it times 92.35% okay taking it times 92.35% which is one minus the Social Security and Medicare at 7.65%. Okay. So, right. This is getting a little technical, but, but this just shows you kind of how they're a little bit off. Now, when you take Schedule F income of $100,000, you actually take that number times 92.35%, and that's what you actually pay your self-employment tax on. It's kind of trying to equate to you know a company where the employer would pay 7.65%. So it's, this has been done this way for years. It's called Schedule C. SC. So a Schedule C or a Schedule F, you take it times 92.35%. And a lot of people before the guidance came out a week ago said, well, no, it's gonna be Schedule F income times 92.35%. They said, no, we're gonna, we're gonna make it 100% for Schedule F income. But for a partner in a partnership, we're gonna take it times 92.35%, which anyone I've talked, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's, it's inconsistent. Is it that big a deal? no but it just it's just surprising they even footnote it and they say you know here's why we're taking a tiny 92.35 percent but the exact same thing is there for a schedule f farmer or a schedule c so that was kind of the one thing that I, i think it just you know maybe just um lessened some confidence in the process because you know so I, so you can't predict this, right? I would have said, right. well, no, they're not going to take it times ninety two point three five percent because Schedule C doesn't have to do it, and so now they come out with it. So, so I, you know, who knows what they're going to do with this forgiveness part of the part of the law, which is obviously the biggest the biggest point of this. And people, a lot of people got funded last week, um, this past week, or some of them even got funded late the week before. So most people. Have probably got their money, or they're going to get it on Monday, and so then the next thing is, you know, how do I, you know, they're not trying to do anything, anything wrong. They're just trying to be proactive about what, what are the rules, right, surrounding this eight week period, and, and we really, as you know,
0: as as their accountants or other other advisors, we really don't know the answers. Yeah, that's tough. It's a tough place to be um, having a big pile of money like that. I mean, worst case scenario, you got to pay it back over two years at one percent, and you have a, you know, a pretty. Cheap line of credit, you know, for lack of a better term, but at the same time, well, I mean, can you even pay it back at at the payment wise, you know what I'm saying? So there's just a million things going on there, some crazy stuff. Well, Glenn, so yeah, I think, I think it's again, I keep mentioning this, but you know, I think your attorney,
1: you know, even just having somebody look over the loan document, you know, because what that loan document says, you know, is obviously it's a legal document and and making sure you're comfortable still that, that you're still eligible. Um, and hopefully
0: we'll get some more guidance next yeah. week on the forgiveness. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, Glenn. So if folks want to reach out to you and ask you some questions about this or just pick your brain about some stuff going on uh, with all this COVID-19 and the different bills and, and funds and stuff that are available. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, it's best just to
1: call our office here at heinle Banward. Um, phone number is three zero nine six nine four four two five one. You know, you can ask for me, and that'll that'll ring to my cell phone. So we're still working, but but remotely, as as a lot of businesses are. Or you can uh, look me up on Twitter at Glenn is my handle.
0: Yeah, and make sure you check that out uh, when I get this posted. There'll be uh, several several other accountants that chime in on it. So. Glenn, uh, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Thanks for uh, stepping out here on a Saturday evening to, to get this thing going. Well, I appreciate it, Casey. Thank you. All right. I'm Casey Seymour with moving iron podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at moving iron LLC. Also check out moving for all the latest moving iron stuff. I got a blog post I posted here this week and I'll have another one. I'll post here later, either late this weekend or early next week. So check that out. And, uh, Check out the Global Ag Network and all the great podcasters on there. And uh, if you want to attend the Moving Iron Summit uh, Nashville, Tennessee, September 1 through 3 hit me up at Moving Iron uh, Podcast at MovingIronPodcast.com and uh sure to get you all the information about that. So until next time, I am Casey Seymour with Glenn Birnbaum. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out.
1: Moving iron in
0: the 21st century hardware